Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out today's topic, job opportunities. Today's guest, Irene Barahona Fernandez, an activist and a journalist from the Castilla y León region in Spain. Irene, where exactly are you from and where do you work? Uh, this is Irene Barahona and I'm from Zamora, a city in a region called uh, Castilla y León. This may be uh, the largest region in the EU and for sure the most depopulated region. Well, I work in Zamora um, and well, uh, I would like to talk about my region. I would like to talk about the, uh, the population here and how youth struggles with the situation and uh, well, end up mi uh, migrating to other regions or to other countries. Um, well, our desire to, to change the future and to create new opportunities here in Castilla y León. In my personal life uh, and in my uh, work uh, life too, I talk about uh, the population because I'm an activist. I belong to a, a civil platform called um, Jóvenes de Castilla y León. Uh, we try to, to speak out about uh the population it's a height problem like our politicians don't really speak about this it's not a main topic in our politics i see you are really connected with your region even though the situation isn't the best but how do you feel as a younger employee in your team do you have a feeling you have to prove yourself more because of that so uh i don't really have to I don't feel that I have to prove anything like they give me a lot of freedom because um, they know, I think that they know that society is changing and I have a different point of view. I, I belong from, to another uh, generation with other, um, this, with other topics. We are foc focusing more uh, environmental things, maybe about uh, more cultural, maybe, I don't know, another point of view, maybe the same topics, but with different, uh, uh, yeah, different, different narratives, different stories and, well, different uh, possi possible solutions to our, to our trans transgenerational problems, because, for example, the population is not a problem from the present. The lack of opportunities for youth in Castilla y León is not a problem from the present. It's something that is happening since one century ago when Zamora is the first uh, city in Spain uh, with the more um, population uh, uh, lost in a century. Well, not everyone has heard about La España Vaciada. Could you maybe explain it to us? What is it and what does it mean? La España Vaciada, it's uh, like, for translated, empty, empty Spain. Uh, it refers to uh, the central part of Spain, Castilla y León, and mostly Castilla y La Mancha. 
which is like maybe the 50% of the whole territory of the country. Uh, but with some parts to in, in the north, maybe in, in, the, in Andalusia, in the south, um, did, uh, this, uh, this name, España Vaciada, refers to a territory who is suffering from the population through like the last decades. Um, maybe this started before, but uh, the internal migration in Spain start in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, when rural uh, population uh, moved to the cities, to Madrid, to these uh, huge urban areas just for work. Um, España Vaciada uh, born because of a economic transition. Why? Well, we had an economic system based in farming, in agriculture, this stuff and the last in the last century this uh, economic uh, system change and we start to have more industry and more um, work uh, focusing in cities and in in coast so um, the all these people that move from countryside or little uh, little cities or rural regions like Castilla y León never came back, never. Uh, and uh, and the de and the the development of the country, well, never never start here. Thanks for now. Let's hear what it is like in other countries in our section, the voice of Gen Z. Our guests this time are Jagoda from Poland and Clara, who is in Sweden at the moment. I'm Jagoda, I'm from Poland, and when it comes to job opportunities in my country, it really depends on the field. For example, it's very easy to find a job in gastronomy as a bartender or as a waitress, but, in, but when it comes to areas like journalism, public relations, marketing, it's hard to find a good company that will pay you a good salary and be willing to learn young people more. Yet in IT area is different. Here's the example of my friend. Uh, she studied uh, IT and found easily her job on the second year, uh, but the company that hired her is not based in Poland, so they're only hiring people from IT from Poland. And people in Poland can get fast job in gastronomy IT, but in other cases it's not so easy. Companies are expecting already people that have experience in specific areas, so there are not that much opportunities. I think uh, I think when it comes to youth employment, there's two very much connected issues. Um, first of overall social security and then also the broader relationship that people have uh, with the concept of work. And I can compare here my own experience of working in both Slovenia and now Sweden. Uh, back home in Slovenia, there is very little social security for, for young people in general. Um, there is an increasingly unaccessible housing market. The cost of living uh, is increasingly unproportional to the wages. And this lack of social security, I think, enables a very toxic relationship with work. Um, people are forced to sell their labor in order to survive. And this creates a very uneven playing field that favors companies, corporations over citizens. 
And on the other hand, here in Sweden, what strikes me most about my peers is how they perceive their employment more um, as a two-way relationship. Um, they're very conscious about their work-life balance. Um, you know, after all, we are all selling our labor, of course. It's just a matter of being conscious about um, what trade-offs we're making. Um, do we want to sell our time to just anyone or are we, you know, setting some boundaries and expecting a four-day work week? Um, a company whose values match ours, a healthy balance. Um, but as I said, again, um, only those living in a country with a strong social security net, such as Sweden, can afford to ask for these basic standards. Um, and back home in Slovenia, they would absolutely be perceived as completely delusional demands. Let's now make our podcast a bit more personal with Irene as well. Irene, what is your favorite memory? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Maybe when I was I was a kid and uh, uh, just when I was a kid, spending time in the countryside with my grandparents and my family, everything was green. As yeah, I like that. And what would be your worst fear? Climate change. Um, these last days, we had in Zamora Sahara dust, Kalima. And I remember when I was a kid to see how the Duero River was frizzed. And now we have dust from the desert, from the Sahara. For me, that's, that is my, my first thing, yeah. What is your biggest wish, Irene? Write a novel. It is now time for the Watchdog's Perspective. Our guest this time is Matej Simic, a journalist at Večer, a newspaper from Maribor, Slovenia. Last week I've met a friend of mine. She's in her early 20s studying. She's a very smart, perspective young girl who's seeking for different opportunities to work in media. She has been working long hours on different short-term projects for the past two or so years. And to underline, she's very successful at what she does. But there's always a but. I'm so exhausted, she told me. I've been working like crazy for around 300 euros altogether. I can barely afford to live in the capital Ljubljana. Is this the real life? She asked me. Young grown-ups in their early, mid or even late 20s are dealing with, for people at different life stages, unimaginable challenges. Talking from my perspective, we are at the breaking point, where the importance of everything you can imagine is the same. Education, super important. Starting to build a career with usually not very well-paid student job Super important. Trying to become independent and move away from home. Super important. Spending time with friends, make connections, business or private, travel to get life experiences. Super important. As we know by now, there is always a but. There it goes. But to realize all these super important things, we are running out of A. Time and B money and consequences exhaustion before even starting to live a real life 
We are now back in Spain, in Zamora, with Irene. Irene, you also went to work abroad, to Lisbon, to be precise. How did you see the situation back at home from that standpoint? Spain and Portugal are very have a lot of similarities in terms of population. We both have a large uh, uh, amount of territory which is empty. In Portugal, they call this uh, Portugal do interior. Um, and we share a big border called La Raya, which is completely uh, depopulated. Um, well, Portugal has a, its population uh, focused to in this Atlantic uh, line from the south, from, uh, yeah, maybe from a, a little bit south than Lisbon to the north, to Porto. Uh, and they have, for me, the same problems. A big urban area population with these problems of inflation, with these problems of lack of housing, with, with like the same as Spain. And then a huge and enormous uh, territory which is empty and suffering from aging and the population. And well, Lisbon uh, offer for me and, and for uh, the Portuguese people from other uh, depopulated uh, zones, um, this uh, big uh, uh, panorama full of opportunities. So, but I, I would I would say that that opportunities really doesn't have the need to be set there. I mean, digitalization can help us to pick up some of these opportunities and set it in other regions and in other uh, zones. Because I think in Lisbon, I, I saw a, um, a problem about this high concentrated population, the prices, uh, a low quality of life. Um, I like... Uh, for me, are the crises that we are going to to fight against the next decades, and we have to rethink our territory. We have to manage um, our territory and manage our distribution, our distribution of opportunities, and use every single part of our territory. I mean. Uh, population can't fit in the same urban area. A whole country can't fit in the same city. I think now, for example, talking about Lisbon, I I guess it was the 20% of the population of all Portugal lives there in the uh, metropolitan area of Lisbon. This is crazy. So... For me, uh, my personal point of view is like uh, big urban areas like Lisbon can provide us a lot of opportunities, but what we need to focus is to try make a fair distribution to other regions. Because this, uh, like the system that we have now, it doesn't work anymore. We saw it with the pandemic, 
like these big cities were struggling to to go through pandem pandemic. We need to change our system. It's not working anymore for me. Irene, thank you for all your answers. And thanks everyone for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Bruxelles, Varsava.